0: Join Community Cats Podcast for our annual Online Behavior Day on Saturday, April 8th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, featuring some of the animal welfare industry's most trusted authorities on feline behavior who will offer a variety of workshops on cat behavior concerns from vet visits and enrichment to litter box and multi-cat household issues. You not only learn about new concepts and tools you can incorporate into your home or rescue organization to address behavioral issues But there will also be fun cat trivia and prizes to enhance your experience, as well as chances to network with other professionals and volunteers in the animal welfare sphere via our special online cat conference Facebook page. We have four fabulous presentations this year. We have Pam Johnson Bennett talking about how cats think. Then we have Tabitha Cusera, meowch, identifying pain and how pain contributes to behavior concerns. And then after lunch, we have Dr. Rachel Geller, play. It's not just fun and games. And then closing the day out, we have Arden Moore. What's eating you, cat? There's a small fee of $25, but you will have access to the recordings for up to a year. So if you can't make it, it's okay. You'll get access to the recordings and handouts. So join us by going to www.communitycatspodcast.com and turn your passion for cats into action.
1: You've tuned in to the Community Cats
0: Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Marlene is a TV and film writer, producer, creative, executive, and proprietor of Pink Poodle Productions, home of Sassy Bichon Pooh star Blanche Dubois-Sharp. Among other roles, Marlene is mentor to the neurodiverse adult animation trainees of the Center for Learning Unlimited in Los Angeles. CLU's sister studio, Brainstorm Productions, recently completed two animated shorts and a batch of 3D printed feline figures for children's book author Linda Malik Willow's Tale. These endeavors directly support Black Cat Rescue. Brainstorm also has become buzzworthy for its feline themed illustrations within several kid lit titles.
1: Marlene, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you. This is exciting. My first cat podcast. I love it. (laughs) So before
0: we dive into explaining everything that you have in that incredible bio,
1: first, how did you become passionate about cats? Well, it happened quite a number of years ago when I I dated a guy who had a very strong-willed cat. And the cat and I had a a love-hate relationship She, her name was Priscilla and she hated me with a burning passion, but I, I, I kept trying to, you know, I, I wore her down, I think at some point, I, I, at least I tried to anyway, my ex-boyfriend and I, and another partner of ours, we created an animated series about Priscilla. And I, I live in Los Angeles. I work a lot in the animation industry. And uh, so we sold this series to an Israeli company. We made a pilot. And unfortunately, the pilot was never made. But, you know, throughout having that relationship with my ex boyfriend, by default, I had a relationship with his cat, Priscilla. And um, I realized during that time that I had. Misunderstood cats my whole life. I, I had been allergic to them, and I I still am. But um, we came to a mutual understanding, Priscilla and I. And uh, through that that art form of animation, I think I was working through some of that. And 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 my dog here, Blanche, is um is endorsing everything that I said and giving it the seal of approval. She's a cat lover too. <laughs> excellent,
0: excellent. I believe when we met, you were at CatCon and you had something going on at at CatCon. So maybe just walk us through what you do working with folks that are on the autism spectrum, how you look at uh, different cats and try and support cats that might not get as much attention as they should in the public. So just walk us through sort of all of that. And I believe part of that was being displayed at CatCon, right? Yes, yes.
1: So I have a friend who is a very, very much a cat lover. She she has several cats, but she has one particular cat who is a star. And this cat's name is Willow. And Willow came from an unlikely place. I believe it was um, a junkyard or a dump site or abandoned a big overgrown lot with weeds and so forth. And so from humble beginnings Linda uh, adopted this, this cat and quickly she took over the household. And so Linda is a TV and film writer. And so she got busy writing stories about Willow and she really didn't have to embellish all that much. Willow just gets into scrapes and funny situations anyway. So she wrote this children's book called Willow's Tale and Willow is a black cat and so it was very much on linda's radar the the particular type of black cats and that they and now i should also i should say because blanche is chiming in here blanche is a white dog but she's very supportive of black cats so so there's no question there but um anyway so Linda wrote this book and she self-published it. It's called Willow's Tale and it's not a hard-hitting message about black cats are great, but that's like the under undercurrent, the subtext of the book is that black cats are just like every other cat. They're they're wonderful companions and friendly and loving and so forth. And so she self-published the book in 2019 and it was she did very well there and wanted to she exhibited actually at CatCon 2019. And then of course, COVID shut down poor CatCon in Pasadena, California for the next few years. And, uh, but but Linda was really wanting to get back there to sell the books. And she had some merchandise too that she created. So she did it Th- this, this year, 2020, just as a few weeks ago. And then earlier this year, she started planning how she would, lay out the booth. And she really wanted to create animation that depicted some of Willow's adventures. And so I work in the animation industry. And one of my ongoing projects is work with a group of adults on the autism spectrum who are learning animation as a career pursuit. And the school where they learn, it's called the Center for Learning Unlimited. And it's a three-year certificate program and um and then there's a companion studio called brainstorm productions so when the students graduate from the program then they they go on to work at brainstorm so i had told linda about what i was doing and and we just started chatting and we realized that there was a lot of common ground between the situation of black cats and then the perception of autistic adults in the workforce and Willow is essentially a metaphor for my students and then vice versa. And plus, my students really, uh, across the board, they love cats. <laughs> so so Linda hired the team to do two animated shorts, which debuted at CatCon 2022. And we're working with Linda now on the sequel to her first book. So we, di- we actually didn't work on the, the first book there was another a very talented artist amber bb who created the designs for willow and then we've we've taken taken on the the cause now as our own and we're in, in the willow business excellent that's fantastic glad to hear that cats
0: are a favorite animal for for folks i mean for all of us that's that's for sure so did you have any of your students at CatCon at the booth with, you know, showing the animation and stuff?
1: Yes. So two of the students, Tori and Jade Boyd, they're identical twins, and they co-directed the two shorts that we did. So we did two two-minute shorts. And so Tori and Jade, very, very talented women, and they, um, not only did they they come to the booth, but they were all decked out in their cat cosplay, completely impromptu. They just showed up with all kinds of cat regalia. And so um that was quite fun. So it was Tori and Jade and I was there. and then um, there were two other instructors from the program who who also came to the booth, and then Linda Malik, the author, and her husband Mark Malik. And we also brought with us some 3D printed cat figures that Linda then sold within like the first five minutes of being there, They, they were because we only made about 15 of them. And so they, wow, they sold out very quickly. So then the cat rescue that Linda supports was able to benefit from this donation, which 100% of the proceeds went to the, the cat, black cat rescue.
0: Uh, I believe it is uh, Black Cat Holistic Rescue is the organization that that it seems that Linda is supporting, which which is great and wonderful and and fantastic. And it's really wonderful that you've taken a story and and animated it as well as creating. You're creating this like whole world around Willow, as you said. So it's really fun and being able to advocate for black cat black cat rescue and you know before you met Linda did you know that there was a issue or a stigma around
1: black cats yes i did i did and not just black cats black dogs too and and i suspect other other animals that come in black i actually had a meeting this was several years ago <laughs> this is a fun kind of hollywood behind the scenes story the woman who wrote the film 9 to 5 um and she's also she also wrote the broadway musical she's written a lot of screenplays and so forth i had a meeting with her when i was working for a company called rgh entertainment and she is a huge animal advocate and oh my goodness she must have stayed in my hour uh, my office for about an hour and a half And like 90% of that time was talking about her animal advocacy. And that was, that was maybe, oh, maybe like eight, seven or eight years ago. And that's when I learned about her. She, she did a lot of fostering. And she said that she exclusively fostered dark colored cats and dogs because she said that's where the need was. And I, I couldn't, I thought she was making it up. I said, oh, that can't be true because it's just. It's too eerie it it's it mirrors real life racism and everything, and she said, yeah well it it is true you can you can look it up and so um, so I did, and um yeah, i ever since then I've been just you know I have to say, I am a dog person, not that I'm not a cat person, but i'm a, I'm allergic to cats, not allergic to dogs, I have a dog, and she's a white dog, but she is a rescue, she came from the shelter a couple of miles from, from my place. And um, it just so happened she was available and we bonded and, and that's how the adoption came, came to be. But I absolutely would adopt black dog or cat or dark colored. I mean, they, they, everybody's the same, animals and people. So I don't understand that mentality, but I'm glad that there are organizations that are doing proactive things to dispel the myth.
0: I want to ask you a little bit about the animation process and how it is valuable to us because so much of of our community, we want to support and endorse what we call trap-neuter-return. And Mm -hmm. for us, that's just standard language. We all know what TNR is, this TNR, that TNR. But a lot of the general public may not even know what trap-neuter-return is. And I'm wondering if maybe there's some opportunity to try and work with schools that are doing animation to try and create, you know, a two minute trap new to return animation or something like that as a way of educating, because my daughter, she teaches fourth grade. And when I ask her what her students are interested in reading, it's all about graphic novels. Oh, yes. So it's making me think that maybe doing, you know, just a video with me talking or something like that, maybe that's not interesting anymore. Maybe it has to be an animation to be able to get into a younger crowd that would be more interested in looking at a short. And is that something that you think that some of the other organizations or even individual trappers
1: could find people that might be willing to do something like that? Oh yes, well here we are. <laughs> we're we're brainstorm productions. <laughs> and uh that's what we do. And and actually it's funny that you mentioned that the whole momentum that builds with a mission like saving animals and especially a particular kind that might be in danger or peril or what have you. So brainstorm productions is relatively new. In fact tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the studio opening up. And the the animation program is relatively new. And there there aren't that many programs that are designed for folks, especially adults on the autism spectrum. I can only think of one other that is like ours, and it's called Exceptional Minds. It's also in Los Angeles. And we modeled our program after theirs. So they they've been around longer, about 10 years. Ours is about four years old. And so anyway, it just so happened through word of mouth, our very first commissioned project for Brainstorm was to do the illustrations for a children's book about cats. And um, that book is called The Secret Life of Sheba. And um, so the author was, or she still is, she's a retired special ed teacher. And she had this book about a cat with a a secret life after dark. And the dog of the house is kind of jealous that the cat gets to go out every night and and he decides he's going to follow her and he's going to bust her doing something that she shouldn't be doing. And then it turns out that the cat is actually like every night of the week, she has this different Kind of do or thing that she, she volunteers at a soup kitchen. She she helps uh, elderly cats with ha- household chores uh, and duties, and I don't know. She has a v- variety of other things. So that was our f- our very first professional project, and then then we have this ongoing Willow work that we're doing, and <laughs> on the horizon we have two more cat books that we are illustrating for a totally different children's book author. So we, we've we kind of become a go-to stop for, for cat projects, especially cat illustration projects. And we, we can do animation. We have several skill sets. And, and animation, of course, is the passion of everybody who's there. And they the students are learning different software, Maya, Adobe Animate, toon boom toon boom harmony toon boom storyboard pro but th- it all starts with drawing and they across the board love to draw cats and especially cats from their favorite animation or anime there are a number of anime fans in our population and they love to draw the cat from Sailor Moon a uh, famous anime the cat's name is Luna so we see a lot of fan art of Luna. And so they just, it's just part of their DNA. And um, so I know if anyone out there in the audience needs very economically priced animation or illustrations, especially if it involves cats, but even if it doesn't, we, we do other things. We, we would love to talk to you. And then I'm sure there are other artists who who are available for hire to do these types of things. You don't need to spend Pixar or Disney money to get something adorable and worthwhile and something with entertainment value. And I think kids do respond to animation in a, in a different way than they do to live action. We saw that at the booth, at the CatCon booth. There were so many little children that came around and we were the only booth that had animation in it. So I think, I think that attracted them.
0: Yeah, I think that's really uh, an interesting perspective, and I'm always trying to think of different ways to get the messaging across for a whole different variety of populations. You know, whether we're talking different languages or different visuals, and so I think that's something that we have to consider when we're reaching out into the communities, trying to share the stories in different ways, because people will read and hear and see things in different in different ways too. <laughs> Do you want to make things easier on yourself and the others in your organization? Our friends at Dubert have teamed up with the Dallas Pets Alive and Spay Neuter Network teams and together they have created the companion case management module. It allows you to be more proactive with all your organization's needs, create cases for your clients and organize them by type. Whether it is a rehoming situation, a pet parent needing food or medical assistance, Or simply spay and neuter inquiries. CCM can help you manage all of them right from the Dubert system. Plus, a huge bonus, it allows you to connect with those clients right from the case. So there is no need to open up new windows for emails or pull out your phone for text messages. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are you know, real people look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org cats. Maddie's Pet Forum. Come for an answer. Stay for the community. How much effort, how many months does it take to put these animations together?
1: It took us about three months, uh, three to four months to do two animated shorts. Each one is two minutes long. And then we edited them together. So they play as a continuous four minute piece. And we were fortunate in that the character designs were already done for us. They, They had been done for the first book. So what we did was we we obtained the Adobe Illustrator files from Linda that she had gotten from Amber BB, who created the designs. And so, so we had some assets to start with. If we, if it would have been necessary for us to do visual development, it would have taken us quite a bit longer just to come upon a, a style that something that, that we were able to execute that also pleased Linda and fit with her aesthetic and so forth. So we had a lot of stuff that we were able to import into our animation programs. And then we did create new assets and we had to make everything move, but we had a good basis of, of assets to start out with. So it just depends. It depends on the style of the animation that you're creating and the, the length and how many Effects you have in there, and how many like different backgrounds or environments, and and the complexity of them. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables, but there are also a lot of different animation styles. So you can explore what's most cost effective for whatever budget you have to work with. Well, yes, you just said key word there. I was going to ask the next
0: question was going to be you know how is this program funded? How are you funded?
1: Well. We are funded in a number of different ways. We are plugged into the L.A. County system, the Department of Rehab. So Brainstorm is considered supported employment through the the county. So there are certain requirements that are uh, necessary for, for a student to be admitted into CLU so they need to have a, an official diagnosis of neurodiversity on the autism spectrum and then they show a portfolio there's a, an application process and an interview process and then they're accepted to the school the school is is free of charge so that's supported by social services and whatnot. and I, I apologize, I am not well versed in that whole side of things. I'm like the show business person <laughs> I'm the the entertainment industry mentor. There are other folks who who are special ed and social workers and special ed teachers and things like that, and they know more of this the system, but the school also applies for grants all the time, and it's a non profit so um there were some extra hoops that the school had to jump through to get brainstorm started as an extension of what we were doing. And so it is considered supported employment. So we do get a a bit of help from the the usual channels. But there are grants that we apply for. And also, we do accept projects on a for pay basis so it's the they're paid commissions but the great thing is we don't charge top dollar (laughs) but for a variety of reasons now that being said we hope that one day we, we will be disney and we will command top dollar but now is is the early it's the early days for us so we're in that phase where we're very very negotiable and um, so we we could probably create something for just about any budget. Excellent. Marlene, if there are folks
0: interested in finding out more about the program that you're involved with, how would they do that?
1: So the best way to find us, we, we fly under the radar. So that's the disclaimer. We have a huge presence though on LinkedIn because I love LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn maniac. So we have a page on LinkedIn it's under the Center for Learning Unlimited. It's a company page. And that's where we we post pictures from special guest speakers and other mentors who come to talk to the program. And um, so there's also the Center for Learning Unlimited's website, which is let's see, cflu.org. So Center for Learning Unlimited, the initials cflu.org. And there's a little bit about the animation program on that site. The school also has kindergarten through 12th grade for children on the autism spectrum. So the majority of the website is dedicated to that program. And then there's a tab that has just a little bit about our animation program. So we're like a one of the best kept secrets, I guess, in L.A. so far. <laughs> and, and like I said, we're less than it or we just turned. Turn a year old tomorrow. Brainstorm does anyway. And so um, so as we grow in our reputation, I'm sure our egos and our web presence will grow too. <laughs> so so yeah, that's where we can be found now. And also, if anyone's interested, they can get in touch with me personally, Marlene Sharp. My company is called Pink Poodle Productions, pinkpoodleproductions.com. And I I am also on LinkedIn as Marlene Sharp and on all the other social networking sites and uh, Marlene at PinkPoodleProductions.com. Marlene, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Just thank you. And it's so, it's so beautiful to know that your podcast exists. And I imagine you've led to the adoption and uh, other wonderful things for so many animals. So... Congratulations to you, Stacey, and thank you for letting me be part of the show. You're most welcome. And um, for our listeners, this
0: is kind of a unique topic because usually we're talking about how to trap cats at two o'clock in the morning or set up feeding stations or, you know, a variety of, of different things. So this was a bit of an, an out of the box type of conversation, but also diversity, you know, presenting Trap New to Return in a variety of different formats understanding that we all have a passion for cats and we're trying to put it into action. My tagline is turn your passion for cats into action. And I truly believe that is what you're doing with your program. So Marlene, thank you. Thank you to the students. Thank you to Linda. And thank you for being guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. My pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Thank you.